Hello and welcome to Secondhand Obsessions. A podcast where each episode one of us brings a topic that they have been obsessing over. And we see if we can make the other hosts obsess over it too. I'm Julia Boozy Floozy Fisher. I'm Genevieve, not sure if our intro is grammatically correct, Jagger. And I'm Ryan Little Birdie Morgan. What's wrong with the grammar? I'm not sure. I just feel like every time I say it, I'm not sure. I'm like, we're going to blow up. Our listeners are going to be like, you, you don't know any grammar. Well, that's oh, just our, our casual and open style. You know? Yeah, well, I just yeah. wanted to make sure that my nickname was honest. Unlike okay. Boozy Floozy. It is, I mean, out of the three of us. I am the booziest. I'm the floosiest. I'm the floosiest. Only by default. By default. <laughs> and I'm the birdiest. What does that even mean? He does have a beak. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I do tweet a lot. You know, sometimes you look at someone's face for so long that you forget that they've got a beak. Yeah. Like, right. he's just looking at them. Yeah. And it's just kind of, you know, like... If I had if I had children with beaks, I wouldn't tell people, yeah, I have kids and they have beaks. Cheap. I would just say I've got kids, you know? Yeah. And, and that's how I feel about you, about your beak. Yeah. And also about that little dangly thing at the back of your throat, but not the whap dangly thing. Yeah. I mean, like It's the, a little worm that you swallowed. <laughs> you know, like the chickens have those little... Oh, little, yeah, a little bit of a, a, a frill. What's it called? It's, not it's called a model. Well, I'm going to yes. tell you, because today's topic's about chickens. Ah! <laughs> fuck off, fuck uh, off. Don't beat us. Fun, fun. This is our first podcast that is uh, recorded in a pub. Uh, the quietest pub. Yeah. In Glasgow. Can Dave, can I have a pint, please? Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Oh, yeah, I'm here. I've, oh, I sneezed on your pint. Oh, now no. You go, now I've got yeah. the go for yeah. two. you got to go for two weeks because you're scared. No, I'm kidding. The run, run is real. It's our, it's our favourite pub, the, the Maiman Library, which is why it's so quiet. Um, they're really annoyed at us right now. They're giving us yeah. daggers because yeah. we're talking. <laughs> they're they're going to chuck us out, but like in an hour. They're very lean. <laughs> Look at fucking Margaret over by the gambling machine. They've turned off because it was making too much sound. No, like. no, we're putting her off for deal or no deal. Uh-oh. Margaret, pick no deal. She's just. Oh, it was a bad choice. She's just staring at Sorry, a, an unlit photo of Noel Edmonds. Yeah, I know. <laughs> playing pool oh, shit, this. now she's doing pub quiz. It says... What's the, in the semaphore. But it's not been updated. It's like, what's the tallest building? It's, it's the Empire State Building. Oh! Was, it, was that ever tall? Was that ever like, I think it a was. Tall boy? It's not that tall. What was tall before? What's you tall could now? jump over it. What's tall now is the, bur- the Burj, yeah. right? The Burj, the Burj is the, the biggest boy now. The but biggest was, boy. But was there the, was a, they were going to do yeah. a, another big boy. They're doing a big ones all the time. Mm-hmm. I think it was in Manila, maybe? I want to say the tallest building before. It was somewhere in like East Asia. Like a for hotel? A very long was that time. a hotel? I feel like in my mind, it was big and beige. And had like a weird kind of bridge thing at the top. Can Whoa. we check that out? That I've, is also what it is in my mind. I've been there. Really? You've been to Manila? I thought you'd only been to Spain. Tallest? Yeah, that's in Spain. Building. building. No. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, me. Spain used to own the Philippines. The that's tallest, why it's the Philippines. The tallest building in the world right now is it's the, the Burj Khalifa. Yeah, yeah, we know that, but what, what used was it before? To be? 820. Yeah, we don't care. Shanghai Tower. Oh. The Maca Clock Tower. Maca Clock Tower. What's, where's that? Um. Saudi Arabia. Okay. Oh, we oh, have no ship. No. Uh, well, maybe Pyramids we should. Pyramids were big for a bit. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> we should uh, switch over to the the research section of the podcast. <laughs> uh, so if you if you don't know if you're tuning in because you saw our posters around town. Yeah, that have been put up. Wink, um, wink. Maybe you don't know so much about secondhand obsessions, but it's we do it's a talking podcast. Yeah, unlike all those thinking podcasts. Yeah, that you're those used fucking. To, where Mark Maron just sits there and thinks at you. For I've been hour. listening to a lot of feeling podcasts recently, mm, yeah. like a lot of Duncan yeah. Trussell. Everyone in the pub right now is recording meme podcasts as well. Yeah, yeah. they're very popular at the moment. But we want we want. We're going to be in the background of yeah. their meme podcasts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just see us shove them down the meme podcast. But like, it's list. not. It's not like. You know, some podcasts do, like, video as well. Like, it oh, is yeah. so we will, audio, we will but never you're, be seen. you're just, like, trying to decipher what they're saying out of the, like, yeah, of their hands moving around. They have very great costumes that are, like, kind of, a uh, what's he called, Nick Cave sort of costumes that are designed to make sound suits. Red right hand. Yeah, that Nick Cave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't know shit about secondhand obsessions. You're about to learn. Yeah, we. Ju- I mean, we're just, we're just three buddies. Three buddies like any old buddies in the world. Yeah. Talking about... Things um, that things we are we, obsessed with. Yeah, we're both... N- n- none of the three of us are skilled conversationalists. As you can tell. <laughs> uh, neither are we researched. Yeah, we're not, we're not very well educated. 
No. We're not very great at we're not to school. Yeah, we're not excellent at conversation, but it's not stopped us yet. No. From talking yeah. at length about things that we're interested in. Yeah. So that's what that this is. One day someone might listen. Who knows? Yeah. And yeah. if you're that person Thank you. <laughs> Last week we spoke about bread. Um and here's some comments we got on that episode. Uh Yeast said, Y'all playing. Yeah, Yeast was very disappointed with yeah. our broke. He said, You can do shit without me. Yeah. Yeah. Carbs said, I just really enjoyed this episode so much. It really yeah. it really got me through a hard time. And butter was like, mm, I gel with this. Butter's not gel. No, but it's like it's friendly <laughs> with bread. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, butter is friendly with bread. Yeah. I would describe that relationship as pretty They're good friends. Committed. You have to be quite close to Oh my god, you ever eaten a buttery? It's like, it's a very intense... I mean, you have. Have you? Uh, I'd be surprised if you'd eaten a buttery. Is a buttery? Uh, uh, you know what a fucking buttery is? I don't think we I We live know in Scotland. Yeah. It's like the the weird, like, so it's kind of flat. Julia also lives in Scotland. It's like a bread that yeah. you would why get... Why you, you would get in, like, the bakery section of, like, maybe a spa or, you know, where they sell mm-hmm. morning rolls. Mm-hmm. You get a buttery, and it's basically like a flat, kind of badly rised roll that has been like covered in like Resin. salty, badly risen. <laughs> it's not a grammar podcast. Well, you were concerned about your grammar. I was concerned. That didn't mean I was going to do anything about it. This is not it. a broadcast. Anyway, so it's a fucking flat, sorry mum, a flat, salty bit of bread. Uh-huh. That's literally, it, but we're, it's just a very salty experience. I don't think I have eaten a flat, salty piece of bread, no. That I sounds like a cracker. No, no. So, <laughs> so fucking far from a cracker. Like, flat, salty bread? Sounds like a cracker. No. Anyway, Ryan, I think maybe it's time to start your presentation off. Yay! Okay, I've got three questions for you. Ready to <gasps> hear quiz. the questions? I'm so surprised. I did not expect questions. No. Well, this is the quiz to for be the told. This is the quiz for the whole topic at the start. Okay. okay. It's not really. Okay, question number one. What links Lee Harvey Oswald and Jack Ruby? Don't know who either of those people Lee are. Harvey Oswald did a murder. To who? To the president. Which president? To J- Jonathan F. Kennedy. JFK. Right, who's Jack Ruby? Fuck He's a, a man who is also a precious gem. No. Is he precious and a gem? Do you guys know who Jack Ruby is? No. Okay, Jack Ruby is the man who shot Lee Harvey Oswald. So this oh. is about a sa- Oh. So Jonathan F. Kennedy... So did Lee, Ar- did Lee no. murder is the link? Did Lee Harvey Oswald shoot JFK? Yes. Well, in, uh, on that gla- gra- grassy ass knoll. What? No, he was in the book depository. Oh. Okay. Okay. So it's the guy. One guy supposedly shot a guy. Yep. And, and the then other guy, guy supposedly shot, shot that guy. Because there's a photo of Jack Ruby shooting Lee Harvey yeah. Oswald. So we've got at the same proof. time. No, no. No. So he Oof. was. It was after Lee Harvey Oswald was arrested, mm-hmm. and they were taking him yeah. somewhere, and he got shot there. And the person jumped out and there's photos of him and he's like, ah. Yes. But anyway. There is also photos of John Kennedy being shot. Many photos there's in a, a film. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> and then Jackie Kennedy like jumped out the back. It's yeah. not Side conspiracy note, theories though seen... that he was like offed by the government itself. Yeah. Have you seen... Because he was too hot. Was he left he was or the right? Se- I don't know He was the sexiest about. president in history and they couldn't handle it. JFK is like Afro those podcast. Are th- those are three sexy letters. Yeah. JF and K. Um, I can agree given that two of those are my initials. I'll never tell. Don't dox yourself. That's the first question. Keep all that in mind. The link is Texas. They were in Texas. The link is that they both assassinated stuff. Uh, Number two. What do Tesco, Asda, Morrisons, and more retailers available if you're in other parts of the country or world have in common? Supermarket. Shop. Bread. You can can buy rice there. Keep going. Uh, Cookies Uh, in the bakery section. They're like UK supermarkets. Keep going. Not other shops across the world. You could buy a cucumber. What happens when you buy things? You exchange money. money. They're shops. What do you need to do? Think about the whole process of buying something. What are the steps? You card. go there. Okay, you go there. You get the thing. You get the thing. Scanning. You go barcodes. Are you doing the history of barcodes? I'm not doing the history of barcodes. Damn it! <laughs> uh, you have to get a, a nectar card. Is this the history of the nectar <laughs> card? Okay. Uh, the answer was in there somewhere. Question number three. You're going to need this piece of paper oh. for this. Oh. What is 370... Okay. Audio described. The piece of paper. What is... The piece of paper is, is white and folded and, and Ryan's already written on it today. Ryan gave me a pen what, that is purple. Here's what it says on it already. It says... Yeah. It says... It's, it is redacted on that piece of paper itself. You can read it. It says toothpaste, <gasps> tomatoes, apples, <gasps> fruit, <gasps> eggs. <gasps> it says bins. Bins. Coffee pot. Bins. Washing machine rinse. <gasps> okay. I think this is a maths question. I what heard is a number. 376. 
divided by eight. Oh You're God. at home. Dun, 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 so with dividing, you used to do this dun, thing, didn't you? you? Jen knows what maps is. Uh, I you, do not. You put the eight there. You put the three, seven, six there, and then you divide each one. I think. Yeah, you divide each one. So eight divided by three. No, three divided by eight. Yep, no, because yep, no, yep, then you yep, carry yep, the numbers. Yep, Eight divided yep. by three. Dum, 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 Wait, dum, you're, you're fucking dum dum dumming. Dum, 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 no, dum, no, dum, just, get, just let me, just let me. I want to see if I can still do it. Also, Eight, it's 376, not 7. Eight divided by three is two each. And there's three, two Jen, that's not right. And then eight divided that's by That's not right. What do you mean it's not right? Also, it is 376. You're dividing yeah, you're the do, wrong thing. You're dividing thing. the wrong number. Three doesn't go into eight, so this would be zero. And then Ryan, it's 37. You need to tell us the number. The answer is 47. Oh, I see what you mean. The oh. answer is 47. 40 yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I did do it wrong. Cool. Thank you. 47. What length Lee Harvey Oswald and Jack Ruby? Hitman. We're doing Hitman. That's, yeah. the, that's the thing. We're doing Hitman. We're doing Hitman. Hitman, the, the popular game. The, assassins. The baldest man. Assassins. I'm not sure about the second question. Oh, barcodes. Assassins. Barcodes. He, he works in Asda as well, actually. Yeah, Hitman <laughs> works in Asda. Assassins, barcodes, and he's called... Agent 47. Do you want to know the things I know about Hitman? He's 47 years old. <laughs> okay, he's very bald. Very. The baldest man you may have ever seen. Like, a really, really egg-shaped. More yeah. bald than binging with Babish. Do you yeah. know what I mean even, by that? In fact, even no balder, than, balder than Matt Lucas. Yeah, an bald. arguably very bald man. Alopecia. No, that's like a llama. Balder <laughs> than... Oh, I can't say that on podcast. Okay, do you know anything about Hitman, Julia? Uh, I have seen you playing the video game. I see. And I watched that video where people did it as a real <laughs> video game, but oh, it was yeah. a camera. It's uh, got um, a bunch of places, some of them made up, like Sapienza, which um, is the kind of um, Italian-inspired Mediterranean town. It is a, a some... video game oh, for yeah, anyone fuck, that's listening fuck, that doesn't yeah. know anything. Okay, it's a video game that Ryan And a video plays. game is like a film, but you are in control. <laughs> <laughs> control. It's a video game that Ryan plays aggressive amounts of. And I think at one point you were in like the top leaderboard of the world for yeah, a Ryan's a, a, a professional gamer, for all of those unaware. I need to go turn the rainbow strip lights in my room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that reference. That's what gamers do. Gamer Oh, they have rainbow strip lights. Yeah, oh, then they always have those keyboards. Yeah. Yeah, the ones that light up and you push a button and it goes... And then... The European gaming scene <gasps> of the early 90s oh. became prime recruiting ground for ambitious game publishers. I remember very well. Scavenger Incorporated specialised in finding those pre-made groups of digital artists and programmers. I don't know the sentence you just said. A company was looking for people the who made video games. The company is called Scavenger. Yes. So it specialised in finding those people and specialised in turning them into full-fledged development. Like a, like a video game detective. Almost. Yes, but in real life. Because <gasps> there's no detective in real life. <laughs> As a business model, throwing eager young talent into an exploding games market worked remarkably well. Xyrinx, a Copenhagen-based demo group formed in 1992, soon emerged as their star team. Oh. So this is early 90s. Games aren't that great. What games were playing at the time? We're working with Pac-Man, Doom. No, it's later than Pac-Man. Yeah, it's, it's more like Doom and Super Mario. Yeah. Depending on what period, you know. What, like 3D games, SNES came 3D out games in are, Yeah, what Nintendo... SNES is too, too in mid to early 90s. So what is SNES before? Just before? N- N64. N64 okay, came right. out like 1997. So we're kind of, we're before Ocarina of Time. Yes. But like not too far before. Yeah. Like yeah. 3D has been invented on high level computers. Yeah, we're yeah. not playing Pong. Well, yeah, Pong yeah. is actually much... Pong is very old. Yeah. It's Pong like is like 60s, 70s, 70s or 70s, yeah. Uh, Scavenger relocated Xyrinx to their Boston offices even before they completed their first game. This sounds like some Lord of the Rings bullshit already. <laughs> <laughs> A punishing physics-based shooter called Subterranea for the Sega Mega Drive. So wait, they the company who are going to go on to make Hitman... Well, you don't know that. Yeah. Just making stuff up. Maybe now. this is actually the people who are going to make. Our company made a game called Subterranea for the Sega. Yeah. Yes. Sega was a real good console. So they've not yeah. finished that they game yet. Disney they've World of Illusion. They've not finished that game yet, and they've already brought another company, Xyrinx, over to Boston. Oh wow! Without a publisher or resources of their own, most of Xyrinx guys headed home to Denmark. Oh. Because they had another partner called GT Interactive, and they declared bankruptcy and closed up shop. Oh my god! So basically, they all got brought over. And they all had to go straight home because everyone ran out of money. Oh, that's a shame. But Jacob Anderson, who's going to be mentioned quite a bit, oh. 
worked as a design lead at Lemon, another development team. This you don't have to so remember all of these, these people, right? This is just quite background. And he'd already collaborated with Xyrinx before. Now, they decided to partner again to shop an ambitious uh, project two years in the making called Rex Dominus, which was going to be an open-world, high-fantasy online multiplayer game. They formed the company Reto Moto. This is You don't have to keep up. And almost immediately created a second company. Oh my god! IO Interactive. That's the one that you need to I've remember. I've heard of that one. Right? IO Interactive is the only one that you need to keep track of. Okay. okay. Two letters. Easy to I-O. put in brain. Well, IOI. What? IO Interactive. Ah, uh, free! <laughs> uh, as part of a joint venture deal with Nordisk Film. So they were going to work oh, on this game. Oh my god. No, 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 They go. were going to work on this game, Rex Dominus. Okay, and it was a big the multiplayer king, The king online. who wins. Uh-huh. Or it something along those lines in Latin. An open Can world. Can you just fucking translate that? Yeah. Turn that bit of your brain off. Oh, okay. This is why you're not following all the companies. You <laughs> just, just going into Latin. <laughs> no, your brain is doing that Google thing where it's trying to detect languages. Yeah. Like... Yeah, <laughs> throw some Sudanese at me, okay. <laughs> I don't even know if Sudanese has a language. Tell me it at home. Oh, like a language you would speak in Sudan? Or oh, a language Sudo Wudo might speak? If you're, pre- if you're a rock that pretends to be a tree, maybe that's what you say. If you are a rock at home and you are pretending to be a tree, uh, put a, a tweet out on the internet. But it would be very hard because Sudo Wudo only has three very large fingers. Uh, you, there's like accessibility mode, right? But they're like they're, each one of those is the size of a phone screen. I would say hmm. they're big, f- spherical fingers. Whoa! Am I attracted to Sudowoodo? I don't think those fingers could do much to you. But that brain. What are you trying to say? Them oh. cheekbones. Ah! Go go go! Go with your team. Nordisk's parent company. Now those are the. Are you about to introduce another sentence. company? No 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 no. They've already been mentioned. Those they're a film studio uh-huh. and they're working with IO right now. But they felt that Rex Dominus was too ambitious. Better to start with a simple shooter. We decided to do a quick game inspired by Hong Kong action movies like The Killer and Hard Boiled, recalls Anderson, who stepped into the game director role. Basically, a guy in a suit blasting away in a Chinese restaurant. I read that. Didn't like the way that he said that. Basically, a guy in a suit blasting away in a Chinese restaurant. That guy's having a wag. Please don't. Please don't. Jerking off over chow mein. Chicken noodle soup. I don't want to have the egg again. Design centred around a gritty, burned-out mercenary with thinning hair, a surly disposition, and a pinstripe suit. Some of those things sound relevant. Mm. Pinstripes. Soon, the team latched <gasps> on to That's the... what became the barcode! Yeah, it came mm. going... It washed off. <laughs> Soon, the team latched onto the idea of making him an augmented clone, <gasps> designed specifically to be the ultimate assassin, and able to defy his creator's intentions. Oh my god. And what, assassinating things he wasn't supposed to assassinate? He's gonna assassinate or fight back against the system. A newly invented 47th human chromosome <gasps> would give him advanced strength, intelligence, endurance, and a name. That implies that there were 46 other agents, one of which started off with one chromosome. <laughs> yeah, there was. <laughs> one this chromosome? Is, yeah, this is the 47th incarnation of but, the clone. But also- bananas have more or less... Chromosomes than we do. I think they just share a lot of DNA. I don't I know. I need to know if one of the agents could have possibly been just, <laughs> just been a banana. My friend Pedro. That's yeah, the whole a... game. For fun, Jesper Jorgensen added a barcode ending in number 47 to the back of the character's neck to donate the clone's status. It's to show he's a fucking slave. He's if just you... a consumerist product. He's a slave to society. It's just such a beautiful metaphor. If you scan the barcode, what does it show up as? <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a... I don't think it shows up as anything. It must do. Although, did I ever tell you about the time I was on holiday at Haven and there was a bald guy who had the barcode tattooed in the back of his head? I saw him and was like... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that'd be pretty good. If you were always like, oh, I love Maltesers. I buy Maltesers every day. But I can't be bothered straightening out the packet every time I'm at the self-scan. I'll just scan my barcode that I've attached to my head at all times. It would just be like fucking bonk! (laughs) (laughs) Bonk! Julius buying Maltesers again! (laughs) I mean, I'm just here to smooth out. Or like a cream egg. Scanning a cream egg is hellish. You know, you don't know where that tin falls. Also, do you remember when it came out that cream eggs aren't actually Cadbury's chocolate? Like, do you remember? I remember outrage. (laughs) Scandal. They changed the recipes that, so that the chocolate is like just whoever, generic milk chocolate. Whoever was responsible for that, I think maybe needs a hitman after them. Yeah. But oh, I remember like the doing, absolute Doing a outrage. Willy Wonka ass, going through the factory, yeah. killing the Oompa Loompas. I used to love cream eggs, but I remember the outrage of finding that out and I swore them off. But I've also, just... it would be very funny 
to see him because in Hitman, for those of you that don't know, you kill people and you take their clothes. It'd be really funny because he could That's kill, kill, <laughs> kill an Oompa Loompa. That's <laughs> the purpose of Hitman. It's a fashion game, isn't it? The, the Aren't you just, it's a dress-up game, right? It's <laughs> fashion world. It is. In the next few paragraphs, they say that Hitman... One of the core mechanics is that you can change clothes. So you're both laughing now. Prepare to eat that shit. Eat those words. Oh, Don't uh, eat shit. No. Also, I googled what happens if you scan 47's barcode. We should retweet this. But it says, it's on Amazon. Uh-huh. Drawstring double dong dildo bag in Starry Night Blue. 15 inch length by 5 inch width adult sex toy storage for 14 It's a dildo bag. 47's a dildo bag. Are you sure it's not just, sure it's not just one of those like plastic banana holders from, from the 90s? Agent 37. So, everyone loved the idea of the barcode, but everything else fell off, and Jorgensen experimented wildly to find the perfect look. Like sexually? <laughs> With the double-ended dildo yeah. bag, that's why they needed that. Yeah, it was like, I found the perfect barcode. <laughs> I was, I was realised what went off, it just didn't feel like the numbers were right. As it turned out, the perfect look walked in the door looking for a job. <laughs> the real 47. No, I'm an assassin, but I kind of maybe want to be a game designer now. <laughs> South African actor David Bateson heard about the project through some friends at Copenhagen Sound Studio and that it needed voice talent. His crisp mid-Atlantic tone instantly locked into the character. And before Mid-Atlantic South tone. Africa is not mid-Atlantic. <laughs> Have you heard his voice? It's very no. unplaceable. Oh. Are we talking... Wait, was this in South Africa? I thought we were in Denmark. No, he was He's from South, South Africa. Africa. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Um, before long, Jorgensen scrapped his previous designs and modelled Agent 47's features on Bateson as well. That's Even fun. the wardrobe fell into place. Oh, did so, he, was he dressed like that? So the full black suit and the blood red tie was all David Bateson. That, I don't think mm. you should... If, if that man turned up to my office, <laughs> I would not hire him. I, I feel I'm like... looking for a job. If I was a little more unwell, that's the type of man I'd Sort of. Sort of what? What? Sort Even of the what? wardrobe fell into place. Sort, sort of. of. Oh. Okay. Okay. During the design phase, the IO team decided it would be cool to open the game with 47's escape from the laboratory that created him. Oh. Even cooler, he'd do it by stealing a guard's clothes <gasps> and simply walking out the front door. Oh my goodness. That idea took hold and the entire game changed. Game publisher Idos, so that's another one that you need to remember, so IO and Idos. Still riding the high from the success of another very popular franchise. Oh, God. 90s game franchise. Give me a one. Fucking 90s. Very famous one. Uh, uh, like a car Super game? Super Ghosts and Goblins. Was it a car game? No, no. Was a it a game. Q- Give me a variety. Is Pro- it like cute? It's an or action it game. It's Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Yeah, Tomb Raider. Oh. So, Eidos made the Tomb Raider franchise. They picked up on the project and assigned their producer, fresh off the highly... Oh my god, did Hitman almost end up with real pointy graphic teeth? He's got a really pointy cock in the the original game. Does he? No, he doesn't. Oh, I would have bought it. Yeah, if you you put him and Lara Croft together, they both... Slot in like a jigsaw. His dick is as long as her boobs are, so so they they both like (laughs) touch. (laughs) But they can't ever kiss. Yeah. Um, the forbidden pairing. <laughs> so I just got this producer called Jonas Eneroth, who worked on the original Thief games. You oh. ever played Thief? No. Nah. They're not that good. Oh. Uh, with his encouragement, IO deviated from the original idea of a John Woo style bullet ballet to craft an intelligent shooter where infiltration, patience, and planning were key. Those are the key aspects of most situations. Yeah. <laughs> infiltration. Patience and planning. Yeah, that's how we get this podcast done. Mm. I have to infiltrate this flat every week. (laughs) (laughs) Jesper Kaid, who'd stayed behind to open a studio in Manhattan, gladly came in to compose a sharp techno soundtrack matching the game's new sophisticated vibe. And on November 19th, 2000, less than two years after the scavenger crash, Hitman, codename 47, Hit store shelves. What year was that? 2000. Oh, the, the year millennium. that changed everything. The yeah, Robbie the Williams the featured in Hitman Agent Codename 47. Y'all remember Time Splitters? Sorry, that's just a tangent, but... No, I've never no. played it. I know I know of the game, but I never played it. I just feel like I you had a, fu- a funky electro... Oh, I had I didn't have friends. I had siblings. Uh, Fucking the, copious the, amounts of siblings. Jen, Jen's got siblings out of the wazoo. Yeah, the wazoo. The wazoo being her various parents' orifices. Oh my god. Oh. Okay. But maybe then we, I didn't say that. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> maybe we. we <laughs> saying that I didn't get to play a lot of time splitters because because I'm the youngest. That wazoo kept pumping. No, <laughs> 
I'm the youngest of five, and there's only four controllers on a PS2. <gasps> PS2? I'm just about to mention him. Years after Subject 47's escape from a remote scientific facility, Agent 47 surfaced as the top assassin for the International Contracts Agency, also known as the ICA. Do you want to know who used to be the number one? It was me. <laughs> and then I decided to go off and... Well, you uh, were three? Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I think maybe it's time for nursery. <laughs> I want to re-qualify. So, uh, Agent 47 was the top. Taking a assignment Agent 47's the top. Uh, have you seen him? Well, well, have you well, seen well, him? well, 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 well. Agent 47 is a clone, right? When he was in that training facility, yeah. it's known that he was like, he's a clone, but he was bred to be a killer. Uh-huh. So he doesn't have emotion. That's, the tops don't have emotion. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. But in... The movie Hitman, uh-huh. which came out in like, I don't know, maybe 2008 There's or something. There's a movie? Yeah, it's really bad. There's two. Both Ooh, of them flopped really We should bad. watch those. We yeah. should. They're really funny. <laughs> but 47 gets, well, I say gets suggested, he has sex with someone in it. Uh-huh. And it's one of the reasons why the movie had done so bad, because people were, like, gamers watched it and weren't like, like, that sexy. They were like, that's fucking untrue to Agent this character. 47 is a top. No, he's <laughs> not. You can't refer to him as a dildo bag and then tell him he's a top. He's really fat. That doesn't okay. make him a top. No, I know, but he's, Brian wants him he, to top he looks him. strong. He looks like he could fucking... Mm, powerbomb. Get you. Right, so... Could you, we should have a poll. Tell us <laughs> if you think Agent 47 is a top or a bomb. I'll find, the, I'll find the hottest bomb. photo of Agent 47 when we retweet it. Yeah, and put a little poll beneath it. I so, just feel like now that I've said that he looks like binging with Babish, I can't undo that in my brain. He doesn't. He's he just, just bald. No, but they're both just so bald. Benching with Babish he has the biggest mustache. No, but his head is just so bald. It's like, no, he shaves his head, though. I know, but it's, it's just I so disagree. Bald. I don't think he is incredibly bald. Yeah. There are balder men out there. Yeah. Like Matt Lucas. Matt Lucas. <laughs> Matt Lucas is an incredibly bald man. Or a history teacher. Yeah. So 47 surfaced as the top assassin for the ICA, mm-hmm. taking assignments from his rarely seen but often heard handler... Diana Burnwood. Mm-hmm. That's where she went. Yep. She didn't die in that tunnel. Burnwood? Oh my god. <laughs> well, she didn't fucking die in that tunnel. She was murdered in that tunnel. You, Let that, that be you, the end of it. You do die if you get murdered. <laughs> you do? Yeah. A lifetime of training had forged him into a methodical killer. Though questions about his own identity and a sense that he didn't belong in this world still lingered in his mind. 47's work took him all over the globe, liquidating crime lords, weapon dealers, and terrorists with the same cold efficiency. When you say liquidating, yes, is that like a, ble- a blender? It's probably one of the ways that you could kill someone, oh. especially in Blood Money, oh. which we'll get to. Oh. He discovered a very personal connection to each target too late. Oh my god. That they were all also tops. You're gonna, you're gonna shit. <gasps> Everyone on his hit list had donated genetic material to 47's so creation. They, they were all his dad. And the client oh God, bankrolling their executions was his creator, Professor Ort Meyer. In one of the episodes, does he just go into a kitchen and stab a banana? Oh my god, is that the last one? <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's the so final sad. boss. You're like, where is this guy? There's somebody I'm meant to murder here and He's I can't like, find it anywhere. Oh my god. <laughs> final episode, 47 makes toast. <laughs> You're also and like, you don't understand. <laughs> Until the end. He's like making like banana and peanut butter toast. He pours, like, honey on the banana, and he's like, this is for you, mum. So the professor's former colleagues had become competitors with plans to create their own armies of flawless killers. Ortmeier beat them to it. Not a fan of being manipulated. Who is? None of us are, exactly. 47, we respect him. Not a fan of being manipulated. Agent 47 located Ortmeier, destroyed a squad of Mr. 48s. Wow. So 47... Is that like Mr. Man? Kind of. 47 is the best killer in the world. He's got everything. But Artmeyer didn't stop. He kept going. Mm. And he made another level. Someone better than Hitman by one. Oh my god. And they called them the Mr. 48. Okay, wait. Why not wait. just keep going upwards? No, because I think... Why stop at 48? Exactly. I think actually I've misremembered the fact. I think bananas have more chromosomes than us. That may be true. Can you check how many chromosomes a banana has? This because, is much oh my more god, could you imagine? Fuck no, no, but could you rem- imagine if this company were like, we're going to make agents even better than Asian 47. <laughs> and they just fucking made bananas. Well, we don't know. Bananas may be very capable of murder. How many? How many chromosomes do we have? 46. You just Bananas have 33. Oh, okay. Banana varieties that are hybrids with AAB and ABB uh, genome constitutes are a staple food for a billion people in Asia and Africa and have 
2n equal 3x equal 33 chromosomes. Okay. I could not give a shit. <laughs> I, I could. Okay. Go on. You, you spoiled the suspense. Okay. Not a fan of being manipulated. Agent 47 located Artmeyer, destroyed the gang of Mr. 48. Mr. 48. Artmeyer's loyal next-gen clones, and broke his father's neck. Full stop? For free. Full stop. But you, Wait, whose father's neck? The guy who made him. Agent 47 47. kills his dad. But he also has already been kind of killing his dad. Yeah, he's got, even... he's got five and they're called the Five Fathers. And then Artmeyer, who's the main one, was issuing hits on these guys. 47 was like, right, okay, I'm an assassin. Killed them all. And then was like, shit, they are my daddies. This kind of sounds like the exact opposite of Steven Universe, in which Steven Universe has five mothers and they're all real chill and they solve everything with love and happiness. And this sounds like a really good ending to Mamma Mia. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> Imagine 47 spins around after shooting someone in the head and is like, I was cheated <laughs> by you. So Hitman, uh, codename 47, the first game, won fans and detractors in nearly equal numbers. Oh. Without question, it presented a stylish, compelling experience that broke ground in the stealth game genre. Each level offered multiple paths to the target, uh, though a direct guns blazing solution generally proved suicidal. Oh. From nearly every angle, the design pushed players to use something few other games ever asked for. Subtlety. <gasps> Better a quiet piano wire garrote than an AMT hardballer pistol. Better to wait than to charge in. Best of all, Agent 47 could disguise himself in any victim's outfit and enter restricted areas unnoticed. This is also very accurate to real life, because if I saw a man wandering around in all black and grey, I'd be like, oh, Ryan's here, and not question anything. <laughs> <laughs> Someone, a random person walks in. Oh, Ryan um, once sat on the sofa and was like, could you imagine if someone who was wearing exactly the clothes I was wearing came down the street? Like, what would I do? It was like, Ryan, you're wearing a black t-shirt and black <laughs> jeans. You look like a fucking stage hat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you were carrying puppets, I would edit you out of my vision. <laughs> <laughs> I blend into all my surroundings. That's why I don't go to the beach. I don't have beach colour clothes. <laughs> but the game's difficulty curve proved even more murderous oh. than 47. Did, did somebody die playing this game? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, no. A lack of save points only upped the frustration level. Oh. Players often had to take a trial and error approach to each level. Even basic controls had uh, could be a chore. So I have played... Every Hitman game, mm-hmm. right? Even the the mobile ones. Oh wow! Blood Money, which is critically acclaimed as mm-hmm. the best, mm-hmm. still even with Hitman One and Two just come out. Blood Money's best one. See when you play it, there's a tutorial level that I had to play at least six times to get the controls. The first one? No, no, no. What the first one was even harder. Hitman, oh, Hitman Blood Money then is like a prequel. Hitman Blood Money is Hitman Three. Oh. Okay, but then what's Hitman One? Hitman Codename 47, which we're talking about. This is very No, but then what's Hitman 1? Hitman 1 and 2 is what you said. Oh, yeah, those are the reboots that came out in 2016. So they're not Hitman 1 and 2. No, no, no. They are Hitman 1? No, they're kind of talking... They're trying to rewrite the canon. A wee bit. (laughs) How many chromosomes is a banana? (laughs) (laughs) Despite the flaws, Hitman uh, 1 fans with its deliberate pacing, gritty world, and deliciously sophisticated killings. The whole project started. I hate the word delicious so much. <laughs> the whole project started as a way to fund what game? Go on, I told you to remember it. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, it's something oh, Rex. Rex. Rex Dominus. But IO went to work on a sequel not long after the first game went out the door. So kind of like Assassin's Creed did that, don't they? Are they not oh, yeah. slammed for Assassin's Creed bring out a new game every year, and then oh. they were like, "Oh, we're going to take a break for two years," and it was like, "Yes, good. Actually, work on a game, please." Idos eagerly doubled down on IO. And their hot new franchise. As far as they were concerned, Codename 47 was only the beginning. <gasps> Sorry, and I'm just thinking about Idos and I.O. I.O. being I-0. And Idos as in Spanish for two. Where is I-1? <laughs> That's the real mystery. I-1 to win your hearts over. Oh. <laughs> I love that sentence. Hitman 1. Uh-huh. The first one that got released... It was the last time a Hitman game released without controversy. What do you mean, controversy? Well... Every game has a bit of a scandal. <clears throat> the next one, he's a Nazi now. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh! No, no, oh, no! No, 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 he's not a Nazi, but um, it is quite funny what they class... So Hitman Absolution, which we'll get to in a bit, that's the fourth one. But, I mean, it's quite funny. Look forward to it. This time, he's very good friends with Nigel Farage. <laughs> Almost two years later, Hitman 2, Silent Assassin, saw 47 looking for answers and redemption in an Italian monastery under the tutelage of Father Vittorio. 
Does he do like some fun mimes if he's a silent assassin? I'm doing mimes. He like he like knocks on the on the window and is like holds up his fingers <laughs> like a gun and be like, "I'm going to kill you." <laughs> the target's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> Everyone in this uh, pub that's doing mime right now is very offended. Yeah, they think our... we're mocking them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we kind of are. Yeah. Naturally, that made Vittorio easy bait when Russian mobster Katia Zamolodikova needed to lure the now legendary hitman out of retirement. Not a wise move, as it turned out. Zamolajikova himself <laughs> became the last victim in 47's violent journey of self-discovery. Oh, so he's, this, he's that, a monk now. Yeah, this is one of the reasons it got backlash. Is because he he's, the hitman's now a man of God in the second game. Uh, uh, what, is he giving around holy water? What? Yeah, he works in the church. He's, Wait, he so do you, you don't kill people? No, you oh no, kill no you kill people because they kidnap your children. It is one of them big ten. That um, big ten that says don't kill people. Okay. As so, well as not craving those oxes. I know what you like. You f- God cancelled furries from the big ten. <laughs> Everything from controls to concept showed marked improvement. Now any slip could make guards suspicious of 47's disguises. Add With all f- those bananas around, <laughs> slipping everywhere. It's like thick bloody layer, Mario Kart. Back their attention. Codename 47. Mm. Docked players oh. for sloppy work or the odd killing spree, but Hitman 2 rewarded you for only killing the assassinated target and walking away with no witnesses, no covers blown, and no alarms raised. Something it- which is held up in the series to this very day. Perhaps now would be a good time for our sponsor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you think? I guess. Do you think now might be good for our sponsor? Well, they have paid quite a bit of money yeah. to, to sponsor us. Okay, so, yeah. well, this week's episode of Secondhand Obsessions is. Sponsored by a little frog named Herman. Oh, hi, Herman. Is he here? He's not here right now, but he said he, he's going to try and make it after work if he can. Yeah. It's so he, work he, has. he works as? He works He's a hairdresser. He's no. a hair man. Oh. I was going to... He's... Well, I mean, he's a pastry chef, but I oh. hair man's cute too. It's Does he have a little hat? Yeah, he's got like one of those little hats that looks like a little souffle. A little chef's hat? Yeah. You know it's got a hundred folds because it's a hundred ways you can cook an egg? I Does Herman know ways. that? Herman invented another way. Yeah, he's that's why he's got hundred one faults in his hat. Oh, but he's yeah, he he just so wanted to sponsor he us. Yeah. He didn't really want us to advertise anything. He just said that he loved and supported us and wanted yeah. us to see us blossom. Yeah. He's kind of like our patron, a patron of the arts. Yeah. Followers on Saint our patrons. Patron Saint Herman. <laughs> yeah, our patron Saint. He did. He did ascend. Unfortunately, he, I kind of pushed him. I was like, Herman, if you but if you had one thing to say during your sponsorship segment on the podcast what would you say and he was like rivet which is frog for a cab yeah oh yeah on a side note a cab yeah <laughs> thank you herman thank you herman bye Mom. bye herman <laughs> according to jacob anderson we all know jacob uh-huh. lead director in the yes. first game there was a great intro story that got scrapped the Mafia accidentally blows up a whole bus filled with guitar-playing, palm-singing nuns. Oh. Set in 47 on a quest for vengeance. I would also... So is this kind of like how in uh, John Wick his dog dies? Yeah. But instead it's for nuns? Yeah. <laughs> and they, they kind of bring nuns back. And oh, nuns are very in. They're met with controversy every oh. time Hitman tries to talk about a nun. Oh. Which is why in Hitman 2016... When you go to Italy, there's a church, mm-hmm. there's a priest, there's church staff, but they didn't put any nuns in on purpose. This is anti-nun prejudice. Anti-nun. Nuns, nuns are actually the they're, most they, oppressed they, group they in society. About nuns, they thought about nuns and they said, oh, we're going to have none of that. Another level, however, depicted 47 taking out turban-wearing terrorists oh, no. in a recreation of the Golden Temple in Armistar, India. Mm. A Sikh holy site. Oh. Backlash from the Sikh community prompted Eidos to issue an apology and alter the game. So, Eidos typically kept their franchises on strict schedules, Tomb Raider every 12 months, and Hitman every two years to keep their investors happy. Mm-hmm. By the time the Sikh controversy hit, IO was already crunching hard on Hitman 3, mm-hmm. the intended conclusion to their trilogy. We seriously thought that the world would grow tired of Hitman after the third game, says Anderson. And they wanted to go out with an ambitious adventure that topped everything they'd done before. So this they time, did want 47 to top in some way. This time, he's got a mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Ayo, if you're listening, <laughs> can you give 47 a And he gets really hard to duck behind stuff because of his mohawk. Yeah, he keeps, oh. keeps poking out. <laughs> yeah. 
And he has to line up behind plants and stuff. To yeah. Like you know, in, the, in the Simpsons movie. Is it in the movie or is it just an episode of the Simpsons where they're running through a garden and they're naked? Oh, that's, that's the, the movie. movie. When Bart's in the skip. No, it is in the movie, but it's also in an episode because it's Marge and Homer because they're fucking on a golf course. Oh, and, yeah. What? And then they lose their clothes. They're, in the, they're inside the windmill. Yeah, and then they're standing behind two like garden ornaments. And then Homer's like, huh, I don't like mine, can we change? But it's funny because Marge is standing behind one that covers her nipples. And if they changed, you would see their their shame. Their ye- yellow wells. Their lust. Oh. Eight months in, the IO team realised they didn't have a hope of delivering the new game on time. Oh, no. They quickly called a crisis meeting oh. with IDO CEO Mike McGarvey. Oh. Mike was out. <laughs> Mike McGarvey. <laughs> <laughs> Your game isn't on time. Hey, hey, get in the meeting room. It's a crisis <laughs> meeting. Don't take your bag. Don't take it. Put your bag down. It's a crisis meeting. <laughs> hey, hey, go get coffee. No, I thought you were going to say coffee. That was to the temp. He said that to the temp. So the first decision that they had in their crisis meeting was to put Hitman 3 on ice. Their what? second? On to ice? To, to delay it. <laughs> <laughs> you know when it's like Disney on ice? <laughs> <laughs> Hitman on ice. I was I like, mean, whoa! That would be real I love fun. it, I love it! Yeah. Innovative! Yeah, that would be... It's, it kind of has to be... It's it <laughs> very solemn, yeah. it's like. It gives it a bit more pace, because you're kind of constantly moving forward, because if you stop, you're maybe going to fall over and break your arm, which never happened to me. Uh, <laughs> and he has to change the skies while he's yeah. skating. Yeah, and he's just kind of skating past and shooting people in the... They street. got Jane Tarville to play Agent 47. <laughs> well, actually, Tanya Harding... Oh my god! That was the deleted scene from I, Tonya. <laughs> so their first decision was to halt progress on Hitman 3, and their second was to... Re- uh, their second research told them that less than 10% of Hitman 2's audience had played the PC-only Codename 47, the original game. Okay. We decided to make Hitman 2.5 with some of the best content from Hitman 1, says Anderson, remastering everything via the Hitman 2 engine. Yeah. With most of the IO team knee-deep in a separate project titled Mercenaries... A skeleton crew went to work and delivered Hitman contracts. Skeletons made it? Yeah. In just seven and a half months. Skeletons work fast. If you need something done, call a skeleton. Critically, it sank. Many felt the third game in the series was far too soon for a best of compilation. Mm. Nevertheless, it gave IO two extra years to work on the game they really wanted to make. Which makes a lot of sense. Because they brought contracts out. And it was, like it says, just remastered. They put, like, two new contracts in, but it was all the same map. I also think it was a bit early for us to put out a best-of compilation for the third episode. <laughs> Did we? Yeah. It was... It, we cut We cut um, the uh, episode that I hosted that I can't... Oh, the Darien scheme. <laughs> what? We, we cut the Darien scheme. Oh, and we put best just put a best-of of the first two episodes. Yeah, it's a lot of footage of us from... smiling. Eidos acquired IO Interactive for 20 million the month before Contracts shipped. After all, the fourth Hitman game had already had a good head start, uh-huh. and Contracts' final scene teased its plot to eager fans. So, Contracts is technically Hitman 3, and then the next one is what this is about. In a rare in person meeting in the last scene of Contracts, Diana Burnwood, uh-huh. his handler, warned 47 that his attacker was part of a wider move on the agency, all centred on isolating and eliminating 47 himself. What? So now it's not just the ICA, there's another company trying to kill them. Oh my goodness. So the plot, the plot now shifted to a vice president planning a coup against his commander-in-chief, aided by the franchise, which is the name of the people that are against. Is that like a subway? Yeah. It's Tesco, actually. That's why I brought oh. it up this time. So, aided by the franchise, they were going to coup against the Commander-in-Chief. Former FBI directors orchestrated everything to eliminate both a pro-cloning president and 47, whose very DNA held the secrets to creating an army of super-clones. Oh, wow. IO and Eidos poured more resources into Hitman 3, now called Hitman Blood Money, (gasps) than any other entry before it. A level set during Mardi Gras featured staggering crowds moving through the New Orleans streets while the final mission featured gunfights at the White House. Oh, wow. Was Tiana there from Princess and the Frog? No. Because I think... I thought that was one of Trump's <laughs> kids, honestly. <laughs> and I was going to say something. No. I think Agent 47 will look good in my green dress. 
Maybe he could turn into a frog and go on some wacky adventures with a, a crocodile that plays a trumpet. That's did really the queen wear a Herman. Did the queen wear a green dress when she done a coronavirus speech? Honestly, you know when she was like, "We want me to." Yeah, yeah, she did because people green screened her. Yeah. Oh. She's a fucking boot. Now the game tracked 47's notoriety from level to level, oh, wow. further encouraging players to keep a low profile. Okay. Failing that, they'd have to spread some hush money around, oh. or risk guards seeing through disguises with ease. Avoiding suspicion wasn't enough though. Players had to be suspicious. What? Several levels included franchise plants out to assassinate 47, so you had to even throw the, people off. Even the plants are against you? Even the plants. Not they had, the, they you, had you monsteras, they had mints, they had parsleys. Oh god. You said monstera, I'm not proud. Thanks. They also had snapping plants. Mm, you fell at the last hurdle. Venus flytraps? Ryan's been playing... Venus flytraps. got a hobby of house plants, and Ryan's been paying attention, and he remembered yeah. monstera, mint... Parsley, but then and then snapping plant. Yeah, yeah, close enough. Snapping plant. <laughs> snapping plant. But even for a series known for its multiple solutions, blood money outdid itself. <gasps> Opportunities abounded. In additions to the usual methods, Agent Forty Seven could also orchestrate darkly humorous accidents to eliminate marks by rigging gas stoves, poisoning wedding cakes, replacing prop guns with a real thing, or even dropping pianos on his victims. He also does one with a, a banana peel and you slide him straight into a freezer and yeah. you lock him in and they freeze to death. <laughs> and then the laugh track did it, did it, did it, did it, <laughs> it all crescendoed back in the here and now when Diana revived 47 for a beyond the grave shootout to eliminate that vice president and all the witnesses. Wait, so he's also a zombie? No, no, no. He faked his death and then oh. the last scene of Blood Money, he's on the coffin and everyone's there and they're like, Finally, we killed the little fucker, and then he gets up and he's like... Wait, they assassinated him, but still gave him a funeral? They didn't assassinate him. Oh. They thought that he died from another mission. Oh. And they turned up to be like, okay, let's make sure he gets cremated. Oh, wait, also, who's who's going to this funeral? He is a, a spy boy? All the people to make sure he's dead. But, and Diana. But, like, he's not got, like, you go friends. to funerals, is to make sure that yeah. you're yeah, but like, dead. That's but, the reason I'm going well, to I'm probably, probably Father Viatoro from the other game. I don't know if he died, actually. But does he have friends? No, he's a killer. Exactly. So I feel like a funeral is, is something that only real human beings have. Well, 47 has... See, in fucking organs. 20 years, when, <clears throat> when clones and like robots are like integrated into society, this is going to be a bad take. Oh, no, I am... This is going to be your tweet that goes on, down yeah. poorly. I am fully on the side of history that clones aren't people. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Cancel me if you will. Twitter. Doll of the Sheep does not count to me. Oh my god. Oh. Take that fucking back. Here you go. I've actually got an answer to your question about who's going to the funeral. So a certain arrangement of Franz Schubert's Ava Maria became Blood Money's centerpiece. Mm -hmm. It was the main song. Even the menu screen got special attention, with assassinated targets showing up in the pews at 47's funeral as you progress throughout the game. Oh, so even the people he kills aren't dead. And the menu screen, they're not dead. Death is really a meaningless concept. Especially in a video game. I got in trouble once because I said that... So you know in GTA, right? Maybe. See if the people in GTA, if you kill them, yes. is that bad. Uh, it's not, I mean, no. You, what, what's your standard of like, bad? You know when you're driving around GTA and you just yes. run someone over? Well, I mean, I think given the last time, and maybe the only time I've ever played GTA, I tried to follow the law and everyone got very angry. <laughs> so, maybe not. I remember that. It was pretty funny. Yeah, they didn't let me do all the taxi rides I wanted. Yeah, they didn't. Did I they? kept stopping at traffic lights and people were like, why are you going oh, anywhere? No, I'm like, trying to follow the rules of the road. <laughs> In LA, they don't follow the rules of the road. Yeah, that's why there's always traffic. Yeah. An ad campaign featuring a beautifully executed woman in lingerie drew a sharp protest. Wait. Executed? Yeah, like she'd been shot. A oh, beautifully yeah. executed woman. Executed so she's, in she's a beautiful clad manner. in lingerie and she's being killed and she's like draped on the bed. I wouldn't but call that a beautiful executed woman. Yeah. Not a beautiful beautifully executed. Well, does some beautiful executions executed. too. Okay. Well, I, I actually want to come out another stance on our moral grounds. Uh, murder, <laughs> bad. Execution, not great. No, so I wouldn't describe it as beautiful actually. Well, an ad campaign featuring an executed woman in lingerie drew a sharp protest. Just I'm, like it did here. I am a, a, one such protester. But everything around the game itself clicked into place, so shut up. I it's refuse. I think there should not be any violence in video games. <sighs> okay. I think we should only be playing Tetris. <laughs> Tetris 99 has some violence in it. I'd want to cancel that as well. <laughs> 
A brand new console on the market now, the Xbox 360, <gasps> even gave it an extra platform to land on. Oh. Before it was only a PC and PS2. Blood Money drew strong reviews and became the best-selling Hitman to date. <gasps> and then everyone walked away. Oh. After four Hitman games, the team at IO needed a break. Oh, that's that's good. Take some, take some new time. My God, do you remember when Animal Crossing was going to come out and then Nintendo was like, no, it can't because everyone's tired of the Animal Crossing team and we need to give them more time. Yeah, we need to get some self-care for Mr. Rossetti. That's what yeah. happened here, especially when they tried to execute someone beautiful. Jester Kaid likewise moved on, becoming an in-demand composer and adding the Borderlands and Assassin's Creed franchises to his growing resume. Oh. Then, in 2008, <laughs> roughly five months after a film version of Hitman crashed and burned at the box office. They decided now was the ideal yeah. time to start making a video game. <laughs> Jacob Anderson and his fellow founding members and several Hitman veterans parted ways with IO Interactive to reform Reto Moto, who I mentioned at the start. Oh, God. As always, Kaid signed up to score the first project, Heroes and Generals, which was an online multiplayer game blending the shooter and strategy genres set in a persistent world. Oh. Now, rumours of a new Hitman game <gasps> came and went. <gasps> Stirred in part by comments made by 47 himself. What? David He's Bateson. real? He's re- is this a documentary? We don't mention that. Is this just like leaking private spy information? <laughs> this is a... This, we need to, to speak oh, wait, to someone. Oh wait, Interactive denied all in October 2010. Oh, okay. It's not real. The following April, news leaked the Japanese publisher Square Enix. You know Square Enix? Square Enix. You, have you heard of Square I Enix? I have heard of the Square Enix, yes. <laughs> I was playing one of their games this morning. What one? Final Fantasy IX. There you go. Mm-hmm. Name another Square Enix game. Square Enix? Uh, uh, I don't know if Why it is Why is my brain telling me that Spore is Square Enix? No, it's not. That's Maxis. I think Maxis. recently done the new Tomb Raider games, didn't they? Uh, I have no idea. They, they, they I don't know if it was uh, Square Enix, because Square and Enix used to be two separate companies. Uh-huh. So like, License? Uh, no, that's Maxis as well. You're confusing Maxis for some reason. What? The people who make Sims and Spore. Oh my god, okay. Uh, but they didn't make, like, Chrono Trigger. Oh, they made the new Marvel game. The new Marvel yeah, Avengers okay. game. Yeah, I'm just... I'm and just the Tomb Raider games. Yeah. Oh, Deus Ex, Just Cause. Sounds. Yeah. They've got quite a lot of games. My brain only has so much space for okay. sounds. Yeah. The following April, news leaked the Japanese publisher Square Enix, Square Enix, who we've already mentioned, who bought Eidos in 2009, had just trademarked the title Hitman Absolution. Can Come. I just stop you there? There's one day of April... That may not be the best day to follow. Was it the first day of April? <laughs> could be a prank. Mm. Well, it couldn't have been because confirmation came two months later via teaser trailer. Still could have been a prank. Sometimes For pranks can months. be real. Wait, Sometimes wait is go, Hitman Absolution actually a game? I've just looked up maybe, and it doesn't exist. Maybe you just got pranked, baby. <gasps> because also sometimes sometimes <gasps> pranks can become real because you go, uh-huh, I'm going to ask you out uh, 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 before 12 so it can be a prank joke. But then you're like, oh. But what if it wasn't? And then you get married. And, and then that's you're how I, preggy. That's how I met your mother. Preggy by 11. Not 11 years old. I meant 11 o'clock at night. I hope so. Um, Agent 47 was back, but Bateson wasn't. Oh. The man who embodied the hitman announced on his website that he'd been unceremoniously dropped from the franchise. Oh. Wait, so was he... Is this the South African man? Yeah, yeah. Who came to do... To be an actor? Yeah, he showed up at the first hitman game and was like... I heard from other people at um, was it Copenhagen Sound yeah. um, that you need a voice actor and I've oh, got and I've got a good voice okay. and then they were like oh fuck you look like a good model to make someone on. Mm. also I- funny thing in the first game when they were coding they wanted Hitman to have a full head of hair like they wanted him to have long hair graphics at the time couldn't handle it they were like take it off and that's, that's why 47's bald that's why Mario hmm. has a moustache as well because like they, the they couldn't and define and... his face enough so they were like I just put moustache in there it's fine <laughs> <laughs> fuck it do it go Wahoo! Agent 47 was back, but Bateson wasn't. Oh no. The man who embodied the hitman announced on his website that he'd been unceremoniously dropped from the franchise. I prefer to have a very big ceremony when I get fired. Yeah. I want, like, fireworks and a gong. As fans made their outrage felt, Eidos released another trailer, this time depicting a group of nuns throwing off their habits Yeah. Uh, to reveal a scantily clad hit squad mere seconds before <gasps> Agent 47 eliminated them one by one. Is Whoopi Goldberg one of the nuns? She's not, but... She's getting out of that habit. She did do motion cap for 47 in this game, so... What? No, I'm looking at that. <laughs> Accusations of sexism came down from all quarters, compounding absolutions oh, yeah, PR women can't be fucking sly nuns no more? Yeah. Game oh, director... <laughs> Tor Blystad publicly apologised. 
A few months later, IO confirmed on its Hatman Facebook page that Bateson will return to Voice 47. Oh. And William Mapather, best known as the vicious other Ethan on the TV series Lost, will perform mocap duties. Oh. So Bateson isn't the body anymore, but he's the voice and the likeness. So set years after Blood Money, Hitman Absolution kicks off with the agency issuing a kill on Agent 47's only real human contact in the world, Diana Burnwood. Oh. This is the first Hitman game that I played. Oh. Didn't have any context, went in, was like, okay, shit yeah, she's on the shower. It's actually quite sad. Oh. Now, like, re-watching videos today on it, I was like... But before anyone can foreclose on her, Diana hires 47 for one final contract, oh. save an orphan in Chicago named Victoria. That doesn't seem like the kind of work he's used to. No, it's not. That's why Absolution is um, absolutely horrible. Naturally, other interested parties have already closed in, and in keeping with the series' provocative instincts, they're not shy about executing an orphanage full of innocent nuns to get her. <sighs> Nor does 47 hesitate to erase a few cops during his escape from the city. Which, honestly, not a bad thing. Also, you know, So he shot erase... up an orphanage? Yeah, they, no, he didn't kill any kids, but every nun in there you kill. Oh. Well, you I kill, like, the head nuns on each floor. Oh. Hitman Absolution, when released, was despised by critics and fans alike. Despised? The That's new, a strong word. The new game decided that it would be best to take 47's freedom from him, oh. plunking him down amidst a story-driven plot that didn't really relate to anything else in the franchise you other gotta, than the names. You gotta have relatives. You gotta. And, but if you're a clone... Uh, Mr. 48? No. no. Don't even mention them. No. Blood Money involved intricate level designs. I thought this was how solution. But now we're linking. Oh. Blood Money involved intricate level designs for you to play with kills and experiment. Yeah, Absolution, on the other hand, opted you to stick to the shadows, fear killing, and sneak around for 16 hours until you get directions on screen on how to kill the target and leave. Oh. You would walk into a room and it would be like, there's your target over there. But if anyone sees you, they're going to shoot you. You get shot once you die. When you get up to them, stab them with us, and then walk out that door. Oh. Which is just not a Hitman game. Yeah, you it's just not what it's it. about at all. The concept of Hitman as a franchise revolves around the idea of creativity, and when it's taken away, it destroys it. Oh the God, reason they, they almost ruined Hitman. But this oh, was did. also just after the film that came out that everybody hated as well. Yeah. How did this series continue? <laughs> well... The reason this hurt the game so deeply is that two of Hitman's core appeals are experimentation and perfectionism. It's still That's a game. Also my two core appeals. <laughs> it's still a game with a lot of items and systems to play around with, but doing so is madness when 15 minutes of perfectly stealthy progress are at stake. No save points in this game either. And when your ghost-like performance is blown at the last minute by an unpredictable rules of guards' detection logic. It's hard to muster the will to repeat the whole level in the hope that it won't happen again. Particularly when the stealthy approach involves waiting for achingly long conversations to finish before guards go their separate ways. Mm. It was because of Absolution mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that when IOI announced that they'd been bought by Square Enix, mm -hmm. people got excited again. The Squeamsters. And now... We're in 2016. Oh, oh my god, we might get a Hitman My Sims crossover. Yeah. <laughs> you might actually been be able to Wait, design... Is My Sims like a, a click and place? Uh, no, My Sims My Sims was like, it's like, like a Sims DS game. Simplified. Like Chibi Sims is the it's best kind of also way more, I could describe It's kind of also Sims. like Animal Crossing. In that yeah, it was like... you're it, like looking yeah. after people. Yeah, it, yeah, it actually was. There's, a, there's two mobile Hitman games made by Square Enix Montreal. I does Montreal. I does Montreal. Uh, called Hitman Go and Hitman Sniper or something. Is Hitman Go kind of like Pokemon Go? Where you take pictures of people no, like and you board, kill them? It's like a board game. <laughs> oh, so it's like Go, the game that's like chess. It's yes. not. It's definitely not. Oh. There's <laughs> lots of lines and then as you move, like other people will move. Mm -hmm. And it's, a, it's just a puzzle game. Oh. Hitman 2016 features a number of large, open-ended sandboxes that Agent 47 can freely explore. Oh. The game presents he, the player... Can he make a sandcastle? No, but he can pick up snowballs. Oh? Oh. Can he make a castle out of the snow? You can smack someone in the face with snowballs. You ask for too much. <laughs> all I want to do... Once we find the game that I can make a physical sandcastle in, we don't need to make any more games, and don't even attempt to tell me one. I'm not going to. But in Hitman 2, if you dress... As the um, as the chicken mascot at the Miami race, you go to the roof at the end of the level, there's a bird's nest, you press exit mission, and 47 flies away. Oh my God. He flaps his arms and flies into the distance. That's beautiful. 
the most recent Ant-Man games have a lot of like funny, quirky stuff in them. But he flies too close to the sun and he burns. The game presents uh, the player with various assassination opportunities, many of which are unconventional. (gasps) IO Interactive introduced a live component to the game. What? With new content being regularly delivered in downloadable form. Oh my god. Hitman 2016 was episodic. Oh. And I got it on release date. Which means that you played the ICA training, which is a tutorial, this the core mechanics of the game. And then the Paris map. Mm-hmm. Two months, Italy. Two months, Marrakesh. And it, it had done it like that, but because you had to sit for two months with the same map, it means that the new Hitman games, I know every map, like... Fucking back of my hand. So was it kind of like the Matt LeBlanc show episodes? It was. It has Matt LeBlanc in it. He plays 47. David Bateson isn't in this one. How you doing? (laughs) I was trying to think of anything I knew about Joey from France. He says how you doing a lot. I, I couldn't think of it. Don't act like you don't binge watch the TV show Joey every single fucking night. I do, but I don't know what is part of Joey and what is part of Friends, because I've never watched Friends and I never will. So I don't know what's part of the independent show where Joey's living his own life. (laughs) Green Enix set up a Montreal studio to work on the next Hitman game, but IO Interactive returned to the lead game's development following the underperformance of Absolution. The title was conceived as a soft reboot and reimagining of the franchise as the team attempted to integrate the gameplay of Absolution with the open-endedness of earlier installments. So they're taking the good stuff of Absolution, which there was very little of, and all of the good stuff from the other ones. Kind of like a Hannah Montana best of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> yes, best of worlds of assassination, which is a joke you'll maybe get in two minutes. Yeah, you will. Oh. According to the team, Hitman is a puzzle game with action and stealth elements. The developers refined the simulation and AI of each level, to the point that Hitman 2016 on release date, had the most advanced AI of any game. Oh my god. Amazing, isn't it? Each one had their own paths. Still do. Don't know why I'm saying they did. <laughs> the game adopted an episodic model, and the team envisioned the game as a service. <gasps> it was marketed as a world of assassination, which oh is a joke god. I made two seconds ago, and provided a platform that would expand and evolve over time and inspire a trilogy of games. Oh my goodness. Beautiful. Upon its release, Hitman received positive reviews, Critics praised the game's episodic release format, locations, oh God, it's a redemption arc. level design, and its replayability, but criticised the always online requirement and excessive mm-hmm. hand-holding. You've got to be paying for that Xbox Gold. Yeah, no. Not even that, you no, just have to have a... No BT oh, no, Hub, do, no actually, Go. Yeah. No Talk Talk, no Go. PS Online, you have yeah. to have all that stuff. I can't pause it when it's live. <laughs> I can't pause Hitman. The game underperformed commercially and caused publisher Square Enix to divest from IO Interactive in May 2017. Oh. Following a management buyout, however, IO retained the rights to the series. Yeah, baby. Hey, and partnered with Warner. And partnered with Warner Brothers Interactive. Oh. Suck your own dicks. And in the new Hitman, you get to kill Cloud Strife from Final Fantasy VII. Oh my god, I thought you were going to say Klaus Strandberg, and that's the name of one of the targets in Marrakesh. How did I know? Okay. Are you ready to ship? Yeah. They partnered with Warner Brothers Interactive yeah. to produce a sequel titled Hitman 2, which was it? released in November 2018. So, does this also mean if it's produced by Warner Brothers, it is in the same universe as Harry Potter? Uh-huh. Yes. That's you, canonics. You get to kill yes. Hagrid. Yes, is the answer. Uh, and then you get to dress up as Hagrid. Don't be stupid, no one can dress as Hagrid. I meant kill. <laughs> Don't be stupid, no one can kill. No, no Hagrid. one can dress as Hagrid, he's a giant. You have to be real big. Is he's, he a giant? He looks silly. He's a half giant. His he's, mother I believe or he's father described, is a giant. He's described as being like nine feet tall. Oh. I've seen him in that film. He's big boy. Robbie Coltrane, very tall. We, we know some experts from Harry Potter. Also Scottish. He yes. lives, lives in the countries. Like in, in the wild. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I don't think he can walk anymore though. Oh, I think he's got stuck. It's quite sad. Yeah. But he was in a lot of Bond movies as well. Oh, play the Russian. Tune in, in, tune in net, next week for Ryan's episode on Robbie Coltrane. <laughs> <laughs> we then hit on one and two. We visit multiple locations listed here. ICA training facility, Paris, Sapienza, Marrakesh, Bangkok, Colorado, Hokkaido, New Zealand, Miami, Santa Fortuna. Mumbai, USA, North Atlantic, New York, and the Maldives. Hitman 3 is an upcoming stealth game. <gasps> developed and published by IO this Interactive. Is a preview. The game will be the eighth main installment in the Hitman series and the third and final installment in the World of Assassination trilogy, oh following goodness. Hitman 2016 and Hitman 2 2018. Oh. It is set to be released for Windows, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Stadia. On the 20th of January, 2021. Oh my god. An Oculus Rift, right? Uh, yeah, and it's, it's getting VR. <gasps> Isn't that incredible? So you oh can my be god, in you the can game. fuck those nuns! Okay, 
The great thing about Hitman 2 uh-huh. is that it remastered its mechanics uh-huh. and brought Hitman 1 maps back. <gasps> so Hitman 3 is going to have all the maps from Hitman 1 oh and goodness. 2 and the new ones. It's going to be so many maps. So many gonna, it's going to be like a cartographer's workshop. That's the history of Hitman the game. <laughs> now it's time for the question. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. What are your buzzers? Oh. Dildo bag. Oh. Jen, that's the answer to the first question. Oh. Build a bag. Barcode. What about bananas? Bananas is a better one. Bananas and B- double bag. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Is he a really big... D-I-L-D-O-P-A-G-S. What is 47's handler's name? B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Diane. Abbott. Diana Birchwood or something. If you can say that... Then I'll give you it. Diana Burwood. Oh, I'll have to give it to Julia because she answered first. What is it? Diana Burnwood. Oh. Oh, fucking So pretty close. close. Okay, so Julia's on one. I'm on one. Number two. Number two. Okay? Yeah. Name five locations in the new Hitman games. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Paris. Okay. Marrakesh. Okay. My brain is wanting me to say SLC disbursements. That's not it. No, you have to stop then. You give me a wrong one. Dildo bags. Dildo Bags. Okay. Hello, it's me, Dildo Bags. Yeah, Is hello. that the guy from Lord Dildo of the Rings? Okay, Paris, <laughs> yeah. Marrakesh, yeah. Sapienza. Yeah. Julia, back to you. I totally shot about it. So, Sapienza, Hokkaido. How many are you on? Four. That's four. Did you say five? Uh, 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 Vermont. I feel like no. Jen, back to you. Ah, ooh. Last them to me. Come on. Uh, So Paris. Right, Paris. Marrakesh. Marrakesh. Hokkaido. Hokkaido. Sapienza. Sapienza. And then there's a one that's a big mansion where you you assassinate the guy who's like a big tech guy. And his name is like Carl Lagerfeld or something. I think that's a real person. That's Paris. Yeah. That's Paris. That's the Paris map. Ah, fuck. Uh, oh, uh, uh, a boat, 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 a there okay, is Paris, Sapienza, Marrakesh, there was Bangkok, Colorado, Hokkaido. You didn't mention any from Hitman 2. Yeah, because that's not a good game. Miami. I'm a, I'm a classic bitch. Miami, Santa Fortuna, Mumbai, Wilton Creek in the US, North Atlantic, New York, and the Maldives. I just think all of those levels were not up to par. I need the next question. I don't think either of you are going to get this. Well, fucking oh. try me. Where, what are 47 signature guns known as? You bitch. His signature guns? Timmy and Tommy. <laughs> The, the, the Boomstick Sisters. I That's something to do with colour. There you go, I'll give you that. Blood red, like my tie. No. My tie. Oh, well, I was trying God. to think of a follow-up question. It was going to be what colour is 47's tie, but you've ruined that now. So. I don't know. What are his guns called? I don't know. I fully don't know. Any ideas? I've chipped out the bucket of my mind and two Silver grams. ballers. Okay. Well, I've got one point and Jen's got no points. I think that's the I'll give you, that I win. I'll give you one more question. But it's not but a that tie. Wouldn't, that wouldn't if Jen gets that, then it's still a tie. I think I've won. Okay, Julia wins. I win again. That gives me five points. I can't believe... I've watched you play hours of this game and I truly yeah. can't believe there's nothing in there yeah. for me. Well... I mean, how much of Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging did Ryan absorb? because no, he didn't win the quiz. It's, uh, we, it's, it's we, actually Angus Long's in full frontal snogging. I was brought to by the film, which is called Perfect Snogging. It's because we don't respect each other. Yeah, and I respect both of you much more than you respect each other. Mm. So, at this point, I'm on five points. Ryan's on one point. Jen, you're on two? Thank you for joining us and, and coming Thank along you. and listening. I hope that you stayed till the end. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and if you didn't, you're not listening to this, so yeah. we don't give a shit. Well, fuck you. I've been Genevieve, my soup is burning jagger. I've been Julia, all the points fisher. And I've been Ivan Morgan. 
Oh, I like it. You go, you going Russian now? <laughs> no. Uh, secondhand obsessions. Secondhand obsessions. Secondhand obsessions. Secondhand obsessions. You can follow us on Twitter at two H O Pod. Secondhand obsessions. Secondhand obsessions. Gonna kill people.